Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clementi, and we're very fortunate to have Carrie Dugan here. I said Dugan, just so people understand. We'll let you give a story about that later. She's the founder and CEO of Sustainability. Thanks again, Carrie, for doing this. Happy to be here, Ed. Thanks for inviting me. I think I'm more excited than you, though. No, um, I love this state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, and, and, you know, in this podcast, you know, the Michigan Opportunity it's sort of like a nerdy podcast in some ways, but it's actually where a lot of people really want to know this is kind of this, what really goes on and how you make a difference, period, in the world as well as Michigan. And that's why we have people like you on. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, first of all, what sustainability is? Sure thing. Um, no, sincere thanks for having me on. And, and I love any chance I can to showcase what being a boomerang looks like here in Michigan, because it's <laughs> truly a wonderful life. But uh, by way of background, I founded Sustainability back in 2017, after I had just left the White House, where I was the president's climate advisor when he was vice president. And for about six and a half years, I was uh, President Obama's deputy of his Detroit task force. As you know, there was a boots on the ground, federal um, folks on the ground starting in 2010. Um, so I was there from the Department of Energy at the time. And a lot of people know me from helping with the streetlight conversion to LEDs. Um, I intervened with. Oh, I my, remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I intervened with For the my city DOE of Detroit, of, right? That was huge. Yeah. yeah. It was the second largest LED conversion in the country. So, real leadership uh, coming out of Detroit, you know, sort of before and during bankruptcy and came out ahead of schedule and under budget, which was not something you would have said about Detroit back then. So, um, really oh, proud of that I work. I used to drive to Detroit a lot and those lights being out really made a big difference when they switched over. I really Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I just took what I learned uh, in my basically decade in Washington um, into this company. So I do, personally, I do high level policy, but I also really focus on deployment and removing barriers for climate tech to scale. Um, and we serve two sets of clients. We work with large I would call them well-established institutions. So you could think of a multinational corporation or a university or national laboratory and so on. What we do there is we help the CEO and the C-suite, you know, get really smart on climate policy and help them figure out what their programs are going to be. Sometimes we go as far as implementing their programs. Um, so it's basically the kind of work I used to do for the president. Um, and then the other set of our clients, Ed, are the climate tech um, game changers, global game changers. Um, and what we do is we help remove barriers to their ability to scale and um, help solve the climate crisis. And for me, the magic is when I can introduce those big institutions to these novel climate tech companies, because um, that's that's magical. The CEO looks really good for making a good choice, and the climate tech companies get to scale faster with great partnerships. And I do all of that from my office in Detroit. Very proud of that. Yeah. And um, by the way, we've had one of your clients, maybe other ones on, but we've had uh, our next energy yes. on actually, Mujib, he was on. Yeah, 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 he was great. And um, so, you grew up. You grew up in the Detroit area, then. So you're I did. from yeah. Southeast Michigan. Okay, I'm a native. And, I grew up in Farmington Hills. I'm a Detroit Country Day alum. I'm a Yellow Jacket. Okay. 
<laughs> we played them in sports once in a while, but I didn't know too much oh, about them. Well, we won all the time. We won, I think, my senior year, <laughs> nine state championships. I was on two of the state champion teams, soccer and women's basketball. So also very oh. proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't know. That's not in your resume. Yeah. Well, it's um, a long time ago, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, you know, you're, you're in this field and, um, it is a field, obviously, I, I used to be very involved with it when I was in the legislature, too. And it is, and at that time, it was under uh, Governor Granholm, who I'm sure you're still friends with and work with. I'm on her board. I'm on the Secretary of Energy's yeah. advisory board. So I still keep one foot in Washington. Don't be fooled. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's a good, it's a good place to have your foot because, you know, she's obviously been a leader, even when I was in the legislature, I did Absolutely. most of her green tech bills through the MEDC ones at least. Mm -hmm. And so, but she was always a pioneer even back then to try to get us on oh, board yeah. with, as the world totally. was changing. Yeah. Yeah. She was, yeah. she was skating to where the puck was going, Ed, with your help, right? Yes. Yeah. Gretzky. She's following the Gretzky <laughs> uh, axiom. And so, um, so why, like, obviously what, where do you see what you do to help, because I know, you know, it's hard to move too fast in the green space, but I know there's obviously a lot of um, opportunities that are gradual. I'm like, do you see it more like building a master's thesis when you do green tech or do you think it's stuff that can be leapfrogging more? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. So first of all, you know, I used to work for the president, so I, I, I two presidents and I always like to say, I love all the states equally, but I choose to live here, Ed. And I think in terms of this audience, what they need to hear is that this is the right place and the right time to be in Michigan, particularly with my horse blinders on around energy, environment, climate. Um, we have competitive advantages with deep compassion for other states that are really suffering from the impacts of climate. We have some realistic uh, advantages. So my message to everyone around the world is come to Michigan and, and manufacture and then sell your products around the world. Um, so, so the other thing, you know, since, gosh, since your time in the legislature, you know, a lot has changed in the world, but I will tell you this once in a generation investment, the series of bills between, um, the bipartisan infrastructure law, CHIPS Plus and the IRA, uh, we probably won't see that kind of massive movement on the federal side. And it is my sincere hope, and I do spend a, quite a bit of time trying to make sure that Michigan companies, municipalities, and the state understand how to access those federal dollars and then partner with other folks in terms of deploying the stuff that we know how to make in Michigan. And that's what excites me. Companies like One, who you mentioned, great example of a company that's moving very fast um, and, you know, real commitment to you know, planet saving, humanity saving work. Um, there's other companies and, you know, you, you can always look at my website, sustainability D it's a D instead of a T Y at the end.com. Um, you know, we, we work with global companies that can have global impact, but certainly I, I like to stay very aware of the companies in Michigan. Luxwell is another great one to take a look at. They've got a vacuum insulated glass technology and I know how sexy everyone thinks energy efficiency is, but if you can, you know, save the energy from being used in the first place, that's, probably the smartest. Yeah, what are, why don't you break that down a teeny bit? Because I know I've heard of them. Are they based on the west side of the state? I forgot. No, no. They're headquartered in Ypsilanti. Not far at all. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and why don't you say exactly kind of what you, <laughs> like what, I know it's hard to describe, but for people who want to know what you mean by saving energy versus 
having sure. to create it, right? Yeah, I wasn't going to try to explain vacuum insulated glass, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll leave that to them. But um, let me just paint a picture for you. So you may know this fella named Bill Gates. Um, he and a bunch of his, you know, uh, let's see, relative colleagues in that um, category of wealth are investing in, I want to say, about 130 portfolio companies through a group called Breakthrough Energy. Luxwall and Arnex Energy are two of those um, portfolio companies that are headquartered here in Michigan. Um, Arnex Energy is focused on, you know, an EV battery, but also grid storage battery to stabilize the grid. You and I have lived through enough brownouts to know that that is something we desperately need. They have a wonderful partnership with DTE, which is super important. But on the Luxwall side, it's about energy efficiency. So um, I'll give you a great example. I have the I have the privilege and the benefit of living in a beautiful uh, historic home in Indian Village. I have no thermal barrier in my home. I'll, every bit of fireplace and heating and cooling that I put into my home goes right out the windows because they're not efficient. Uh, According to my friends at Luxwall, if I retrofitted my home with their technology, I could probably save 60% on my bill. 60% Holy on my bill in a community that is mostly single pane windows. I mean, that's money in people's wallets. That's what that's about. So that's why I'm big on energy efficiency. And you'll see a number of the partners that I have in our company that are, are in that space. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. And you probably have heard of this. I know it's a newer organization, but the Center for Advanced Manufacturing, uh, Cynthia Hutchinson. Have you met her yet? You probably I don't. Not. I don't think I've had a chance to meet her. So it's, it's pretty interesting. We just, in fact, uh, the podcast, we've interviewed her on a podcast. You can find her if you want to look at the categories. But um, what they're doing is something not the same as what you're doing, but they're sort of creating like this. She, she spent some time with the um, World Economic Forum and that's exactly what they're uh, trying to do is say, like, not only does Michigan manufacture these things, but nationally, we should be thinking about this as we're moving into like the new industries, the advanced manufacturing. A lot of these are all advanced manufacturing industries you're talking about. Too. Yeah, actually, I think I did meet her now that I'm thinking about it. Um, one of the cool things about being a Detroiter is that if you stay here long enough, they all come to you because <laughs> yeah. We are we're still a really important place. Um, the United Nations um, Global Compact actually came to, through Detroit with their uh, one of the UN ambassadors, the U.S. ambassador to the UN, and we did a, a supply chain roundtable with him at, over at the Detroit Athletic Club. And two things out of that: one, um, Cynthia, I think, was there. Two, the ambassador's reaction to seeing Detroit from the Detroit Athletic Club was really fun for me. I always enjoy bringing people here and kind of showing them around town and it's just not what they have imagined. Right. Um, and, and he left that meeting saying, I'm going to come back. I want to do more work here. Um, so you're exactly right. We still are the epicenter for, um, the opportunity space in energy storage, not just for batteries, but as I said, for the grid. Um, and I think if we don't, if we focus and we don't see that opportunity, there's lots we can do. And I will also mention one of our clients is Argonne national laboratory out of Chicago. Um, we have been investigating the Midwest with them uh, on energy storage and, and our 
right now our thesis is that Michigan is in the clear lead. So the, the real focus is what are the gaps and how do we keep this lead moving forward? So very exciting time. Lo- lots of neat partnerships I've never seen before coming out, um, which is super fun. The Argonne National Lab was particularly interesting when I was in the legislature, but more Oak Ridge Labs were mm-hmm. are down in, because they were doing a lot with Advanced Energy with the yeah. Granholm administration back then. Oh, that's and right. you probably know Ray Bowman. Of course. I don't know if you know him. Oh, I yeah. know the secretary, so Ray, the secretary poached him, I think, from Oak Ridge up to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in the day, because he was yeah. still with Oak Ridge and yep. him and uh, Doug Parks were working oh, on yeah. a lot of these things back yeah. then. Great guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, for um, like, is there any other partners like you want to mention? I know you've mentioned quite a few at this point, but how like I'm sure, you know, it's you're sort of more like a convener of some of these things and some yeah. you're actually obviously involved with. But anyone else you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, we're the stuff that I'm working on uh, that's, you know, happening in real time as we're talking, we're, we have a partnership uh, with the Aspen Institute, which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, their energy environment program is really thoughtful, really important. Myself and a number of Detroiters have been out to their energy convenings. Um, and we told them that they need to, you know, Aspen's nice, but you should come to Detroit. And you know what, Ed, they bit, they came up here. My team convened a bunch of small salon style tables so they could get to know the energy community in Detroit and they're coming back and they're going to have a commitment that'll be announced shortly. So I'll make sure that you and your team have that. I can't, I can't give it away now, but maybe, maybe we'll do an exclusive <laughs> with you. Um, and then the other partnership I have is with the Milken Institute, who's got a, um, you know, global reach. I was just at their LA global conference and leaving that. Um, they've got an initiative called 10,000 Communities where they, they're really, like me, focused on trying to get that um, those federal dollars spent, um, obviously, to stand up um, USA, made in USA manufacturing and so on, but also really focus on communities that have been left out. Uh, and so I'm partnering with them and I'm holding a convening in October to um, really showcase the opportunity space that Michigan offers. So I'm excited about those two partnerships in particular, but as you can see from our website, we have a very big team. We have our hands in a lot of different projects. I still have my, you know, various political appointments, um, two with the governor and one with the secretary. So try to keep my pencil sharp. And as I said, I've been able to do that from Detroit. And so that's really my message to anyone who's hesitating about coming back here or coming here for the first time. This is a fun place to live. We have four seasons. They're gorgeous. And um, I just was in D.C. for two days where it was not particularly wonderful in terms of the weather. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I miss my friends in D.C., of course, you know, miss interfacing with my former boss on a daily basis. But I'm really happy to be here, Ed. I feel like this is a place where if you are fresh out of school or you're just coming back, you can still have an outsized impact where you can't necessarily do that in other places. So come back, everybody. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I just talked to somebody about that recently um, where I feel like Detroit, good or bad, the way the size it is now, you know, population wise and but also opportunities. It is a place that's sort of a smaller community, but still has big city status globally. Um, I work a lot with uh, international groups and we can talk about this offline sometime, but uh, with Global Ties Detroit, we bring in these international delegations and all of them know Detroit even before they know Michigan sometimes, right? They they just know it. So it's got the brand. So when people come here, they do see a lot of opportunities. 
Yeah. No, that's right. It's uh, I had a, a gentleman named Frank Loy. You can Google him. He's sort of an icon in the environmental community. I've known him for a long time. He and his and his buddies go on a, a annual trip to look at architecture. And he phoned me. He said, I know you're back in Detroit. Can my friends come here? We want to go see all the Albert Kahn buildings. And I just laughed. Oh, and yeah. Like, just come over to my house. It's an Albert Kahn designed house. He goes, you're kidding me. I said, no, that's what you can, you know, uh, it's the cost. What do I want to say? The quality of life and the cost of living compared to Washington, D.C. Forget about it. I remember we went to Sapino's Pizza our first Friday here and the bill came and I looked at it. I said, well, where's the rest of the bill? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's been great for my family. And to your point about having impact and unlike other places, like it's not about just me, but I brought with me a husband and two kids, you know, in a tax space. And my husband was on like five different boards in town and ended up running the parks and rec department. So um, it, it is a place, you know, he was unknown. He was, he's from Spanish Harlem. He's not from here, uh, but was able to come here and have a really big impact. Yeah. It happened fast. And that's the other thing. It's, you know, people come to America to sort of you know, international people migrate here because you can make it here quicker, you know, than not just Detroit, but I mean, the United States. But then when you come to a city like Detroit, there's tons of opportunities and it's growing more and more with all like, uh, and we should let you tell your funny story. You're not related. (laughs) So when people look at your name, they're going to think it's related to the mayor, but he pronounces it Duggan, you're Dugan. So why don't you tell your story? I'll tell my funny story, but then I'm going to go back to your other point. Uh, uh, Probably the funniest moment for me was when I was prepping the then vice president for one of the trips in town. We were coming here to talk about the buses and um, you know, he's, he's very fond of the mayor, but on the plane, he kept, you know, saying Dugan, Mayor Dugan. I said, and I looked around and none of my colleagues (laughs) were willing to correct him. And I said, sir, I'm Dugan. He's Duggan. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So we get to Detroit and, uh, and you know, it's so great to be back in Detroit, he says, with Mayor Dugan. And I was like, oh, they probably knew I shouldn't have corrected him. He would have gotten right it if I didn't say anything. But uh, it was cute. My mother was in the audience and she texted me. She's like, did you just get a promotion? <laughs> um, that's well, one of my It's spelled the same stories. way, right? It yeah, it's spelled the same, the same way. And we have an ongoing argument. Awesome for years and years. And the, the funniest thing is the story he tells, apparently um, I don't remember this, but he remembers seeing me play basketball and uh, I was, I was oh. decent, you know, all state and so on. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, he used to take credit from you because people would be like, your daughter's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, but to your point about Detroit, the one thing I want to just acknowledge, like this place is not perfect, um, but that's where the, the work is. And there's a lot of really beautiful work around equity here happening even with things like Detroit means business and the reaction to COVID, the leadership I have seen here and the receptivity to making sure that we're, we're really trying to get the information and the tools and the resources into hands of people who aren't, um, you know, energy literate in my space, but maybe don't have the internet or a data plan on their phone. Um, there's a lot of deep thinking here at about how, when we recover and we are certainly on a road to recovery here um, that everyone has a place and a space to thrive. And so that's, a, that's really a fun, but important thing to say, to mention, you know, don't have rose colored glasses here, but you're going to come here and you're going to do good work. Oh yeah. Should, yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, no. I've, uh, I was a trustee for Wayne County community college. So, you know, yeah, yeah we worked with a lot of underserved populations and, you know, it's just, it was a challenge always. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're near the end here. Just last couple of questions because you've had such a, 
interesting and exciting career. Uh, what was? Is there anything you tell yourself at seventeen to do differently? Oh, sheesh. Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned just in these last few years is to trust my gut. Um, I think you and I have talked about it, but um, living in Washington, I, I obviously was successful enough to be well placed and and do big things. Um, but a lot of that had to do with keeping my head down and d- just doing the work and not uh, not trying to be a peacock. That and I, so that's not advice I give. I, I think I had that sensibility just because I where I came from and I knew how to work hard. Um, in fact, my big job interview for the president, um, I was brought into his office. You know, sir, this is Carrie Dugan. She's from the Department of Energy, and she played. And he didn't look up. He was like looking down at his desk in the West Wing, and and then. Uh, the counselor says uh she's from detroit and she played basketball and then he he looked up (laughs) and gave me the the winning joe biden smile and said what position (laughs) and i didn't skip a beat ed i said sharpshooter sir and he's like all right you may brief me (laughs) wow that's wonderful i know he's pretty tall himself isn't he he is yeah we i mean he is uh it, it it was a blessing to work for him. I, um, I, when I left that role, I felt like I'm never going to work for such a duo of people that I had great respect for. And, um, you know, both, uh, president Obama and, and president Biden really are focused on community, community engagement. And, and, and whenever we traveled, the, the, the then VP would always ask what's really going on on the ground. He was really interested in what was going on in, in communities so that, you know, he wasn't ignorant or anything like that. And that our programs were actually addressing, real community needs. In fact, when I was put out on the Detroit project under President Obama, that was so, so informed my work as a federal public servant. That's actually how I got the job. You know, the the president, I always have to say which one I'm talking about, the former vice president, president uh, yeah. pulled, pulled me onto his team because he had knew about the work I did on the street lighting. So um, Detroit, yeah, Detroit was- makes everyone better. Let me just say that. Yeah, it's a it's a story. I think a lot of people don't even, they just take it for granted now how nice the lighting is. Yeah, uh, but it was been really challenged prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I know there's a bunch more things I'd love to talk to you about, <laughs> but we keep the podcast kind of tight so people will get it all in. And with that, I want to thank again our guest Carrie Dugan. She's the founder and CEO of Sustainability D at the end. And we look forward maybe to having you on with some of your future guests, maybe some of the people you work with, and uh, we can circle back on that someday. Yeah, I look great on the radio, so let's do it, Ed. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks, Carrie. All right, bye-bye. Join us next week where our guest will be John Kramer. He's the president and CEO of OHM Advisors. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.